Welcome, listeners, to our patron-requested review of Boogie Nights. Everyone's given one special thing, right? Everyone's blessed with one special thing. I want you to know I plan on being a star. A big, bright, shining star. Eddie Adams from Tons. Yep. Jack Horner, filmmaker. I make it. Exotic pictures. In 1977, a kid from nowhere made me think about your name. My name, yeah. Something a little pizzazz. Dirk Diggler. Good name. I like your name a lot. Had a dream of getting somewhere. Jack Horner has found something special in newcomer Dirk Diggler. So let me just pop in this A-track, and you just give a listen to what you think, okay? It was a time when disco was king. These little ones, these are great. Yeah, those are really cool. Are they lizard? No, they're Italian. Do you like my shoes? They're pretty cool. Sex was safe. Woo-hoo! Pleasure was a business. Cut. Terrific. Nice work. And business was booming. And the award for best newcomer goes to Mr. Dirk Diggler. Wow. Goodbye, 1979. Hello, 1980. Are you ready? But in 1980... Come on, you puppies! The party was over. You are fired! What? You're fired! (laughs) It's jealousy, it's deceitfulness, it's vindictiveness, but, I mean, God, what can you expect when you're on top? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Not this part. Mama told me... So, Boogie Nights, the 1997 American period drama film written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, set in Los Angeles' San Fernando Valley, and focusing on a young nightclub dishwasher who becomes a popular star of pornographic films, chronicling the rise of the golden age of porn in the 1970s through to his fall during the excesses of the 1980s. Starring big ensemble cast here, Dean, we've got Mark Wahlberg, Julianne Moore, Burt Reynolds, Don Cheadle, John C. Riley, William H. Macy, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Heather Graham. Do you want to add anyone else to that list? Melora Walters? Waters? What's her name? You don't even know her name. It's Melora. We're just on first name basis. Oh, okay. So much so that you didn't know her last name. Real good friends. Who are, Do you know who that is? No. It's uh, Ashton Kutcher's mum in The Butterfly Effect. That means nothing to me. Also in Magnolia as John C. Riley's girlfriend. Still, anyone else? I mean, she's in a bunch. She's the blonde, like, one that ends up with Buck. Yep. I don't, I don't know. Okay, fair I enough. Said, I thought you would have said Louise Guzman before her. Guzman, Hendo. Guzman. Anyway, music by Michael Penn. Hasn't really done too much. He's did, uh, he did eight, uh, Hard Eight. Alfred Molina. He, what, he's in it for like, what, like three minutes? It's memorable. And Michael Penn also did the TV show Girls as well, all the, all the composing there. Cinematography by Robert Ellswit. We've spoken about him before. He did the cinematography for Punch Drunk Love, as well as Magnolia. A lot of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson films. He won his only Academy Award for There Will Be Blood. He was also nominated for Good Night and Good Luck. Very impressive resume. So did you know that Boogie Nights was based on a mockumentary short film that Paul Thomas Anderson wrote and directed while he was still in high school? Can I be Can I be real with you, Hendo? You've done absolutely no trivia. <laughs> I have not even bothered to read any any trivia for Boogie Nights. So you are, all these, you are all a these, lazy piece of shit. All these did you know questions? Can I just answer them all for you right now? No, no, I didn't. I'm not going to ask any more now. Yeah, but I'm curious. It was called the Dirk Diggler story. That short film itself was based on the 1981 documentary called Exhausted: John C. Holmes: The Real Story, which was a documentary about the life of legendary porn actor John Holmes, who Dirk Diggler was based off. Never heard of him. Do you know John Holmes? 
Yes, I know the name. Big fan, are you? No. Oh, you, you don't like him? I've never seen him. Right. Did you say in the little intro thing that the 70s was the golden age or the 80s was the golden age of porn? 70s. What does that mean? I think that's when it was at its biggest, like it was at cinemas and it had, a, you know, it was very, very popular back then. And then through the 80s, like what it has in this film, it went to video and then all that sort of stuff. I think back in the 70s, it was- Is it not popular anymore? I don't. Th- I think it's a different kind of popular. I think we're talking more about movies. Like the way this, the way this film presents it is that it is its own sort of movie, and it's Jack its own wants to form. still create a. Yes, that's why it's such a like a big thing back in the day. What is Dirk? Pornographic entertainment, Dean. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Dirk's big dick. <laughs> anyway, look at let's look at some casting choices here. Paul Thomas Anderson originally wanted the role of Eddie or Dirk to be played by Leonardo DiCaprio after he saw him in the Basketball Diaries. What do you think of that? I'm wondering why he wasn't cast. I mean, was his dick not big enough? Well, this was done in 1997, Dean. What other big film was DiCaprio doing in 1997? Ah, Romeo plus Juliet, of course. Hmm. Nah, obviously Titanic. There you go. So he obviously had to turn that down. So he recommended Mark Wahlberg, who was also in The Basketball Diaries. Wahlberg actually didn't want to do the film originally because of the high profile failure of Showgirls. He thought that this was sort of similar in that sort of raunchy style and he didn't really want to get involved with a film that he thought could have that same sort of uh, flop. But he did, (laughs) however, change his mind after he read the script. Uh, No pun intended. Uh, I mean, I I can understand that because Showgirls, from what I understand, totally destroyed, God, that actress's career. Whoever Elizabeth that is. Berkeley. Thank you, Elizabeth Berkeley's career. But what had Paul Thomas Anderson done before this? Was it Just Hard Eight? Just Hard Eight. This is the second film. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I understand it. But at the same time, it's Mark Wahlberg. And how picky can Mark Wahlberg be? Yeah, well, he was an up-and-comer back then. He'd probably done a, maybe one or two films. So, I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to get involved in that film. That he saw the script. So, it was, you know, this has got some good potential here. So, he went for it. It's actually, Joaquin Phoenix was also offered the role. Okay, but I guess it would be, you know, a good opportunity for someone like Wahlberg, who is a new kid on the block. Brilliant. <laughs> this is what you do. You spend your whole time doing this. Fuck trivia. It's all about the jokes. <laughs> uh, I think it's better if I do no research, because then I've got to actually try harder to think of something witty. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix turned down the role because he didn't want to play a porn star in a film. Okay. This film probably wasn't the right one for him then. Makes sense. What about Jack Horner? We originally had Bill Murray, Harvey Keitel, Warren Beatty, Albert Brooks, and Sidney Pollock all declined or were passed on that role. Any of those sound good? Not really. I think uh, Burt Reynolds is fits the role very well. Have you heard of... Oh, I was going to say, have you heard of the story of Burt Reynolds in this film? You haven't. You have no idea. Correct. That's right. He hated the idea of doing a movie promoting the porn industry, and he turned down the role about seven times. He also felt like he was selling out and letting his old fans down. He actually told Paul Thomas Anderson very angry and aggressively uh, the final time he was offered it that he wasn't interested and to leave him alone. And it was actually Paul Thomas Anderson who told him that if he could carry that attitude with him to the role, he would be nominated for an Oscar. And sure enough, he chose to do the film and he got nominated for Best Supporting Role. Did he really? Yes, he did. That's surprising. I didn't think he was, you know... Oscar nom worthy. Do you want to have a look at the lineup of people for that year? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm sure it's terrible, but I'm just saying, like, you don't watch this and go, wow, he was amazing. I think he was well cast. I'm not sure the performance was, you know, over the top and worthy of Oscar praise. Well, they seem to think so. 
So the role of Buck was actually offered to Samuel L. Jackson after his, his role in Hard Eight, uh, but he, t- he, he declined it. He didn't want to do this one. There's no reason why. He just didn't want to do it. Maybe he was getting involved with too many films that year. He wanted to cut it down to, what, five films? I mean, it is surprising he said no, because, yeah, as you allude to, he doesn't ever say no. That's right. It's We have a script for you, Sam. Yep. All right, call him in. Let's do it. That's how he, that's how he looked at Snakes on a Plane. You saw the titles up. Yep, I'm in that. I want to be in that. <laughs> I'm in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the role of Scotty was always for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Paul Thomas Anderson had him in mind for that uh, role. And of course, he took up on that because um, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a big uh, PTA regular. Yeah, there are a lot of actors in this film that are big PTA regulars, especially like when you look at Magnolia. The crossover between these two films is huge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even Hard Eight, Philip Baker Hall. Yep, yep, exactly. Paul Thomas Anderson initially didn't consider Heather Graham for Roller Girl because he had never seen her do nudity in a film. However, Heather Graham's agent called Anderson back asking if she could read for the part, which she won. It was actually Drew Barrymore, Tatum O'Neill, and Gwyneth Paltrow were also up for the role. I mean, is that is that normal that you wouldn't consider someone because they haven't already been naked on film? Is that a thing? Uh, I think for this film, maybe he thought that she might not be interested in it because maybe because she of the, had too good of an the image. Of the film. I mean, what does that say had about the other people you mentioned? <laughs> is this Heather Graham's first film? I mean, I, I have absolutely no idea. I feel like this would be. I can't remember her from anything else prior to this. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, William H. Macy, uh, his agent discouraged him from reading the script. Didn't want him to read it for some reason. But Macy went against his wishes and read the script, loved it, and signed on to do the film. I mean, it's a perfect Macy role, isn't it? It's it's like 70s Jerry Lundegaard. (laughs) Yeah, it is like 70s Jerry Lundegaard. You're lucky I remember who Jerry Lundegaard is. How? How can you forget that? Because it's me. (laughs) <laughs> that does make a bit of sense. So, Bert Reynolds said in a Maxim Magazine interview that he researched his role by visiting porn sets and talking with real porn actors. He said the experience made him want to wear rubber gloves and take a shower afterwards, and all the porn actors asked him how to get a Screen Actors Guild card. Wow. Way to just shit all over the porn people that you were, you know, befriending to educate yourself for the role. Oh, he, he didn't want to do anything with this film. At one point, apparently, he uh, threw a punch at Paul Thomas Anderson because he felt he was disrespecting him. There's a couple of people on the set that said that he just got so frustrated while Paul in a backyard started yelling at him like, uh, you little fucking little punk, don't tell me what to do. Apparently, he, uh, he was on drugs as well. This is um, hearsay from Paul Thomas Anderson and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he was just flying punches around. He just thought he was, he was too big for this film. Well, there you go. So after having a very difficult time getting Hard Eight released, Paul Thomas Anderson basically laid down a hard law when making Boogie Nights. He said he wanted the film to be over three hours long and to be rated NC-17. The film's producers said the film would have to be either three under three hours or rated R. You get to choose. Anderson did have a fight with them about that, saying that the film wouldn't have a mainstream appeal no matter what the changes were. But they didn't change their mind, so Anderson chose to do the R rating as a challenge. And despite all that, the film was still 20 minutes shorter than promised. I am so thankful he did not go for the over three hour option. Generally, three hour long films have to be really, really worth it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure this one is, Hendo. I could probably agree with that. But this had a release in America on the 10th of October in 1997 with a runtime of 155 minutes with a tagline of The Life of a Dreamer, The Days of a Business and The Nights in Between. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's possible. Yeah, nothing to write home at. Two other options here. In 1977, sex was safe, pleasure was a business, and business was booming. So that's better. And the last one, everyone has one special thing. I mean, that's just a quote from the film, so yeah. not, not the cleverest. Budget of $15 million and worldwide grossed $43 million. So a little bit of a profit there. 
Yeah, so it obviously appealed to enough people to turn, you know, somewhat of a profit. Yeah, I think it might have had to do with uh, some of these big name star casts they had. Get their, you know, people coming and going, oh, I like this person, I like this person. They're all in this movie together. Why don't we go check this movie out? By the way, Heather Graham had been acting uh, long before this film. She has 104 acting credits on IMDb, starting, starting from before 1987. Ah, young child actress. Yeah. Anything we'd know? Uh, some, I mean, she was in six episodes of Twin Peaks. That's probably her biggest breakout role. Okay, a lot of a lot of bad looking things. She was in something called Desert Wings in 1994, where her name is actually on the cover. So, you know, she was getting there. Do you feel like that cover was put together after she became famous? Uh, possibly. She was in Swingers before this. Okay. Oh, wasn't she a waitress? I'm pretty sure she was a waitress from memory. Yes. Did, okay. she have ro- did she have roller skates on? No, she didn't. But this was nominated for three Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds apparently, obviously, did not get along with Anderson uh, while filming. We mentioned that before. After seeing a rough cut of the film, Reynolds actually fired his agent for recommending it and did not participate in any promotional interviews. For real? Yeah. It just denied this film like, no, I don't want to be part of anything. I don't like what I've, what I've done here. I don't like the theme of the film. And yeah, I don't want to have any part, any part of it. He I mean, still he ended up winning agreed to it. He, he agreed to it. Yeah, apparently he didn't know what he was getting himself into ah, for some, for some reason. You don't, yeah. you don't sit on a couch and say, uh, come on a tits and not know what you're getting yourself into. Pretty much. <laughs> and going and visit porn sites and that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he did, he did win the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. He didn't win the Academy Award. I take it he even didn't though, accept the award. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. Probably not. He was the actual front runner to win Best Supporting Actor that year. But apparently, like the the, the wide rumor is that he didn't win because he had distanced himself so much from this movie. Mm, makes sense. What did win? Uh, it was actually Robin Williams for Good Will Hunting. Great performance. Great winner. Yeah. The other nominees were Robert Forster and Jackie Brown, which we've spoken about before, Anthony Hopkins in Armistad, and Greg Kinnear in As Good As It Gets. Oh, Greg Kinnear was great. Good year. Yeah, so, I think so- Robin Williams uh, definitely earned that one. Yeah, good for him. PTA wanted uh, Burt Reynolds to star in his next film, Magnolia, but Reynolds declined. In a 2012 interview, Reynolds denies all these rumours that he disliked the film, calling it extraordinary and saying that his opinion of it had nothing to do with his relationship with Paul Thomas Anderson. Bit of a, you know, backstepping there, I reckon. Mm. I wonder who Burt Reynolds would have played in Magnolia. Would it have been Philip Baker Hall's character? Maybe oh, Jason. I mean, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? Jason Robards? You can't see him in the Tom Cruise role? No. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> The other two nominations it got that year was Best Supporting Actress for Julianne Moore and Best Original Screenplay. Okay, I can I can see both of them. Yeah, Boogie Nights lost Best Original Screenplay to Google Hunting, or Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And Julianne Moore lost to Kim Basinger in LA Confidential. Uh, she's unlucky. Do you think Julianne Moore should have got it? Oh, I think over Kim Basinger, for sure. The other three were Joan Cusack for In-N-Out, Mini Driver for Google Hunting, and Gloria Stewart for Titanic. I mean, I've seen In-N-Out and don't remember anything. And you're not a big Joan Cusack fan? Definitely. Uh, Mini Driver, I don't remember her well enough in Goodwill Hunting. What was the other one I missed? Oh, Gloria Stewart. Gloria Stewart. Yeah, okay. I think Julianne Moore should have won it. Yeah, Julianne Moore. But let's look at some scores here. Rotten Tomato give it a 93%, saying grounded in strong characters, bold themes, and subtle storytelling. Boogie Nights is a groundbreaking film, both for director Paul Thomas Anderson and star Mark Wahlberg. That is the critics number there. The audience review gave it an 89%. Metacritic give it an 85%. Letterboxd give it a big 4.2. And IMDb currently have it at 7.9, over 232,000 ratings. So pretty high across the board. Yeah, definitely. 
but this is a patron requested review and it comes to us from our awesome patron Jacob Bennett so thank you very much for this pick buddy thanks Jacob alright Dean let's get into this film see what we think of it thank you very much listeners for checking out this patron preview yeah if you want to check out the whole episode we've got everything over on at patreon.com slash the movie journey and we've got over 70 bonus episodes over there including film series such as the Die Hard series X-Men series Mission Impossible series we've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarrant Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on. Patreon.com slash The Movie Journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 